The following show features episodic breakdowns of Jackass, either performed by professionals or under the supervision of professionals. For your safety, avoid listening to this podcast at all times. Hi, I'm Mikey Aaronworth. I'm Jason Wellwood. And I'm Chris Aaronworth. Welcome to Jackass. Welcome to Jackass. It's the podcast where we're on a path of destruction through every single episode of Jackass. We are three lifelong fans of the show, reliving the belly laughs, bad ideas, and broken bones. We're back with the season finale of season Ooh. two. So, hey, <laughs> you got it right this time. Buddy. Uh, no, but you got it me in so much ah. in my head. I was just about to crack. What? So thanks, thanks for the save there, Jay. Because yeah, last time, apparently, I forgot to say season. What season it was? I said episode seven, like as if people yeah, don't like, know. Yeah, no, no, that's not important information at all. Well, today we're Mikey's doing season real, two, uh, episode what? eight. There you go. Okay. And this episode came out on June thirteenth of the year two thousand four. Mm. And you know, you guys like you always give me shit about the facts and this and that. Like you don't understand how well I actually play these facts out because this is very relevant to when this episode will be coming out in the next couple of yeah, days. Yeah, and it's a hard job too. You've got a hard job. I mean, we're not downplaying it at all. Thank you. I appreciate it. You know, I'm I'm even thinking so far ahead. I'm wearing my Canada jersey, knowing that the uh-huh. first match of the World Cup plays on the day that this is related so it's going to come out it's like i'm watching this live and i do have a have a have a soccer fact today okay yeah just in theme of the whole world cup because i know everybody especially all of our american listeners love soccer so much you know i really want to to get into that type of situation but uh it was actually a pretty infamous game england versus france england was up zidane zidane scored two like world-class goals like right towards the end of the game to to beat england that was also the game where David Beckham missed a major penalty kick and basically oh, yeah. got hate for from England fans for like five years from it and basically caused him to kind of leave. And wasn't that was that the same uh, uh, when Zidane did the headbutt as well? Is that no, what that's the World Cup over? final against Italy. Oh, that was the World Cup final. Yeah. OK, yeah. OK, OK. He, he did more than was, just the headbutt. He's a pretty too. good, pretty good player. A little arrogant on your part, Mikey, but whatever. And I, I don't only judge you on all your fucking worst <laughs> moves. No, Chris, that's exactly what you do on this. What are you talking about? That's ninety nine percent of what you bring up is when I fuck up. Yeah. That's it's it's yeah. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Is there any footage circulating of David Beckham getting like just ripped in the nuts? Just a straight shot, like one of those kicks where they like miss the ball. You know? No, Turns but I'm pretty sure there's one situation. where some where someone actually like tugs. It's it, it's it's either Beckham or somebody else. But there's one where someone tugs the guy's like shorts, and his full fucking dong comes out. <laughs> oh, I've, and seen I've seen that. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah, yeah. It's some of my favorite things. Too. Some some oh, of my yeah, favorite things good. in 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 the the history of the world are are unexpected uh, dong reveals. Like Lenny Kravitz's is you my favorite video. You should check out the I've been watching if you like that type of stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, what's it called? Chris? Dongreveals.com. <laughs> Dongreveals.com. Uh, oh, so you just no, think everything's it, fine, and boom, there it comes out of nowhere. Or, and then indeed, you come. It, maybe it's called dingdong.com, something like that. <laughs> yeah, but, ding dong ditch. People, guys, I, I, I'm not saying I have a problem with David Beckham or anything. I know he's a fine soccer gentleman, and uh, just it's just that he's so fucking successful. I just kind of like need to see that footage to feel better about you know my own situation. Just Nothing watch his penalty kick, and, and you'll yeah. understand the pain, and, and it just took him down a huge, okay. huge notch. That'll yeah. do. Yeah, that'll get me going. Uh, season 2, Episode 8, Viva La Bam is just about over. Oh, my God. It feels like feels like a long time coming but this is i would say a pretty promising episode by the title alone the demo derby and as any episode of evil labam goes we've always got the disclaimer up front now the girl they got to read the disclaimer this time i mean she's really taking this shit seriously i mean isn't like glorin isn't this glorin 
I don't know. Is it? I'm pretty sure it's Glorin from uh, from uh, uh, Your favorite uh, movie? Haggard. Yeah, I can't believe I almost forgot the okay. name of my favorite movie. It, it's quite possible it is. I didn't recognize her, but I mean, just I don't know why. It just had this vibe to it of at some point a fucking shopping cart was going to come out screen right and just knock her over. But I was disappointed <laughs> to see that did not happen. You know what's crazy about these? These I'm, I've noticed this in a lot of these intros because in season two, we get the introduction of like the guest warning like the guest who comes on who's kind of relevant to the episode and they read the warning for for the episode we're about to see has anybody told these people that this is digital film i'm assuming they're they could do another take if they want because like they're awful at this and this has to be their first take because i can't imagine this is like the second or third take they're making mistakes they're fumbling over their lines if if this is them on like their fourth or fifth attempt and they're like you know what that's the best we're gonna do that's right sometimes it's fucking terrible Okay, that's fair. I mean, yeah, you're right. It is digital. It's not like this is, you know, a film reel or anything. Uh, but I just don't really feel like recharging the batteries. I don't wouldn't know. you put it past Bam just to be like, you have one fucking shot, you better not fuck up, and we're putting this on no matter what. So it, like, adds that extra pressure and that weird yeah. kind of... Like, I like the fact it's not perfect. I like the fact oh, that really? you could tell that they're just, like, nervous about it, like, they're not doing the best job. It's not supposed to be cookie cutter this is fucking viva la band this is yeah. anarchy that's the, the fucking thing. 90s yeah, or 2000s they need to to ham it up more i feel like these disclaimers were like this is like prime opportunity to just have like a, a gag thrown in there like i said True. if you had a shopping cart come out and like hit whoever's speaking or like you have like just some crazy shit happening in the background while someone's seriously reading like you know three guys showing their asses or something i don't know just like do something with it but it's like anytime we have one of these i almost wonder like the only reason they're fucking doing this is because mtv told them to Sure. And uh, I don't know why they we're spending done so more much time it. here talking about it, to be honest with you. I, I get you, you. Well, it's about time. You know, it's a full season of them. How do we feel looking back? And I agree. I think they should have done a little bit more. You know, okay. like we talked about a few weeks ago on this podcast randomly, how they have like on airplanes, they used to have the the uh, uh, in case of emergency pamphlets and they would put like little cartoons in them. So you would want to engage with them to see where the weird little cartoons and stuff were in. Like they could have done something similar with this, where it's basically just like, Keep on watching the warning. We know you don't want to, but for for eating your vegetables, you get a little dessert at the end of it. You know what? You know what bugs me, and it pisses me off because it's like a tease. When you go on a mm-hmm. fucking plane these days, there there are brand new planes that have been made in the last, you know, five, ten years, whatever the case may be, and they all, a lot of them, all still have ashtrays. Yeah, like built in, and there's like a no no smoking sign above the ashtray. Like, what? Why are you putting? Like, is there any planes where you can still commercial planes you can still smoke in them? Like, it yeah, makes me want to just do it and be like, you know what? Fuck you. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. It's it's tempting. It, it feels tempting. like we should be doing it. You know, if they're going to put them in there, we should use them. And if, I don't even if, smoke. If, if Maybe instead, I'll take instead of your little like that little pamphlet area in the front where they got the sick bag and stuff, they had a crack pipe. Like, I'm probably going to smoke crack. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you, you can't just put those things in front of the people. That's true. And you are a man of the people. I'm a man of the people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I almost forgot. Yeah. Uh, but you know what, guys? Speaking of stretching out the intro, I think it's only fitting that we're about to stretch the pieces of this hey, here Vito's <laughs> new car. Yeah, he's got another car, and they're going to go and fuck this one up, too, across yeah. the field at Bam's house. They're basically yeah. just going to take it apart piece by piece here. So The best part about this, I, w- I was just thinking about this. Like, Jay, you had that fucking perfect segue. It was a really good segue. Because you know how much me and Mikey always just blab and blab at the beginning of the episode so we like you were prepared for that with that segue imagine this was the one time we just went straight into it and you're like oh, fuck i can't even use this perfect segue <laughs> just really well, trying to fuck you over at every turn yeah to be fair here guys um 
like when they said we're gonna oh we're gonna take Vito's car apart again I was kind of like again like you know, I've seen this enough this season yeah. I kind of was almost not into it until it actually started happening because mm-hmm. I really like the added touch here it's like attack this thing with whatever weapon you can find this really had some like WWF no mercy on the N64 vibes you're just pulling in all weapons of mass destruction from the crowd you got sledgehammers you got beer kegs torches fire extinguishers you name it it's it's pretty much there getting they should have the they should have dressed up as Ken and Ryu though that would have been fucking awesome oh. they just go to town beating the shit out of a car I would have love that oh that would have been beautiful yeah it's such I, a good call I, and who's better way, ken or ryu oh ryu 100 percent. i'm a ken guy what are you an idiot I'm are you dumb? actually that's the stupidest thing i've ever Chris heard on that one how, how is it stupid I, I can about? i get i don't understand how it's even an argument same Literally, control scheme it's the exact okay they got the same moves everything's the same about them except there's there's main differences when ken does his flying uppercut thing they turn on fire when he does his fucking throw he does an extra flip so how is he not better? His move has fire and the other ones doesn't. It literally yeah, makes no sense. Because he's just, no, Ryu's the guy. Ryu is the fucking so guy. So how come Ken he doesn't is, have a fucking notorious. fire uppercut? And it's such a Tadugan. Here's how much of a, uh, of, a, of a shithead Ken is. In the new Street Fighter, they've shown like clips of it. He's like a fucking homeless dude. They made him like a homeless dude. <laughs> yeah, I just watched like the Drunken Boxer by like that, uh, the sorry, the yeah, I think the Drunken Boxer with uh, Jackie Chan. And he uh, kind of dressed himself like a homeless dude because hey. it's all part of the martial arts. Yeah. Ken is so committed uh. to the martial art. He's that much better. What does Ryu do? He just acts cool and acts pretentious the whole time. Ken's fucking from America. <laughs> he says, fuck yeah. And he's going out there and he's showing him how to do it. How is Ken pretentious? Or how is Ryu pretentious? Because. You know what? We got to remember too, Mikey, that uh, you're, you're talking to number one bum fights fan yeah like, that's worldwide true here so mm-hmm. that's you true. shouldn't ken's, have a problem ken's, with the whole ken arc you know ken's heel turn <laughs> to a homeless guy is, is actually really feeding into chris's love for him yeah um, um by the way they say 750 parts make up the car that's way too few right there's way more than 750 parts in a God, car there's thousands yeah, of pieces in a car have to be right it, did you see that car? It wasn't like a fucking Porsche or anything like that. <laughs> it looked like it was half canoe, like carved out of an oak tree. Like it, well, yeah, it, yeah. it, it kind of hurt me seeing this because this car reminded me of the Uncle Buck car. Like remember uh, the movie yeah. Uncle Buck? And I'm like, oh man, like Uncle Buck was such a good <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. He was such a good uncle. He was oh, he, Mikey. It's yeah. uh, it's 750 parts, including the copies of Stuff magazine that he's got. Yeah, yeah, exactly, back, so. exactly. What do you think they found going through that glove compartment? That that oh, the, a Don Vito glove compartment is somewhere you should never rummage around. Gloves, there's at least one glove duct tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. speaking of, this is actually kind of cool, and this all came about. So we were asked in the Jackass Discord. I, I brought up the Jackass Discord uh, uh, a while ago. It, it's it's the Jackass Vault. If you want access to it, you have to email us uh, jackasspod at gmail.com and we'll get you access to it. But someone asked a question, which I thought was good, and I, we'll pose it now because it is kind of relative to what's going on at this point in time. Uh, Calm Panda asked us, uh, "Have there been any instances of you guys learning new or, or obscure facts during your Viva La Bam rewatch?" Um, and and uh, and also, are you watching the DVD version or the TV version? We're watching the DVD version. Uh, yeah. Ob- speaking of obscure facts, and this is one of the coolest one that I found out. The lawyer represented Don Vito in trial was the same lawyer who represented Kobe Bryant in in court. What? How wild is that? Yes, oh, that's and a crazy fact. Isn't that a crazy fact? And during the uh, uh, the hearing, basically one of their arguments that they used was that at the at the public signing where uh, Don Vito, I don't even have to say allegedly because they, the court found he did it when he groped two 12 year olds. Um, um, they they oh, said 12, that he, I thought they were like 18. 
No, no, they were 12. Ooh. Yeah. Um, they, uh, they said, uh, uh, that the argument was he was just being in character and Don Vito was kind of erratic and he moves his hands and it, it may have accidentally brushed a breast or something in the movement of his hands because he plays the character of Don Vito. And in sentencing, the judge basically said, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm imagining a bit of tone to this cause, cause who knows, but basically the judge ended up saying, uh, fine. If that's a character, if Don Vito is playing a character or, or the Don Vito we know is a character, then during the whole time you're on probation, uh, you're not allowed to play Don Vito, the character on TV at public signings or anything. So basically you're not allowed to make money off of this persona that just had you grope a 12 year old. If that's the defense that you're using. So he really fucked himself over. Uh, it seems like the lawyer helped Kobe Bryant a lot more than, uh, than they helped, See, uh, uh, Don Vito. I always just assumed his lawyer was fucking Deco in that big oversized suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It should have been, oh, been amazing. Fucking fast, fast Eddie. Eddie. Yeah, exactly. Fast Eddie. Fast Eddie. <laughs> He'll get you in jail real, real fast. <laughs> oh, hey, by the way, uh, commenters, now's your chance. You want to you want to stand up for Don Vito? Now's your chance. Yeah, Prime now's time, your chance. Right now you can, can take do a it. break if you want. Put it yeah. this way. If the lawyer that Kobe Bryant chose couldn't get Don Vito off and instead got him two years to life in prison, that was his sentence. It was two to life. Uh, which he obviously didn't end up, end up serving to life. If that is how bad the charge was, you know that the crime was bad enough. There's no defending it. So stop trying to do that. We know what he did. We know what goes into it. We keep hearing these people being like, Don Vito's not so bad a guy. Stop bringing it up, blah, blah, blah. We have to bring it up. Okay. Yeah. Listen, I mean, I think we could probably move on from that. I think like we have a quota of, um, you know, oh, how much sorry, Don Vito something. backstory we can... Oh, I, shit. I, okay. Actually, sorry, I, forget I'm, everything I just said. I'm so sorry, Jay. Let's I keep just, talking about it. I'm just, no, just very no, quickly. Just very quickly. Because yeah. it's like my brain isn't as fast as Mikey. So, like, when I think of it, if I don't get to it right at the time or yours, Jay. Don Vito hour. Let's go. So, I just thought about, like, this whole idea of him, try, like, being on the stand trying to defend himself. And uh-huh. the fucking, the person that types the fucking thing, oh typing God. in the fucking oh subtitles, God. like as if they're on fucking people the band. <laughs> no, that's worth it. All right. That, was, that, that was, detour was worth it. I'm glad, we, I'm glad we went there. I would love to Chris, see that record. By the way, if you're watching this over on YouTube, go back and look at the last minute before Chris started talking. Chris, you zoned out completely. You were imagining this in your head. Like I saw your eyes were just dead. Like you weren't there anymore. Well, while I, you were imagining it takes all my like 100% concentration to come up with something to say you know and then when i when it happened i thought of the idea and i was just like picturing like what they would be saying and this and that but yeah sorry i had to get that one out that was Jay, very I'm sorry funny. it was, that was definitely that was well worth done. it i well think done. you know the whole thing disgusts me but if there was like video footage of the trial i'd probably watch it just to see the veto isms and how he like putting him in a situation like that and being up on the stand and shit would probably be pretty fucking funny and, and the um, fact that when he received his conviction he uh and this is public record he collapsed on the floor and said just kill me now and as a result shit. of it was put on suicide watch <laughs> yeah yeah shit. true story yeah yeah that's that's a problem i i don't know how to comment on that so uh hey uh prima donna said it couldn't be prima done but look guys it's done <laughs> they spread all them parts across the yard and uh, I love when they say um, Phil comes out and he says, didn't you just get this for Don Vito this morning? I can't believe you. I can't believe you would do this to my brother's car. Hey, Phil, you want to hit it with a pickaxe? Yes. <laughs> yes which I is do. which is great. This is the equivalent of the mob being like everyone in this room has to fire the bullet into this corpse because we're all guilty right now. And like we're all in on this together, which I love. But this kind of fucked with me a little bit because Phil comes out and he's like he's concerned for his brother. 
Like he, he, there's a moment where it's not Phil Margera, the Phil Margera we know. He's like, bam, like you got, like he's getting really frustrated. You can't keep doing it. You can't keep breaking his car. This is the fourth one he's gone through. And, <laughs> and then, and it got me thinking like, this is kind of a fucked up situation for Phil to be in. Chris, I mm-hmm. want to propose a situation to you. Mm-hmm. Imagine a situation where you have a kid and your kid gets rich and famous because because he makes fun of me and and publicly chastises me on camera and i know you're gonna play the role and be like that'd be fucking great blah 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 but like that would be a weird situation for you to be in like like it or not they're making fun of don Vito, and i know they're laughing with him and everything but wouldn't it be a weird situation for you to be in i mean if he if he brought his friends home from school as as Bam and his friends do, and we're beating you up. I think it would just be like it would be so nostalgic and nice for me. I would have such like support and happiness towards it because it'd be like, oh, look at my little boy. He's grown up to be just like his dad, beating up Mikey. This was my attempt to get a little bit of uh, uh, to to make sure you were still an older brother who loved me, but apparently we're not. not Well, I I think I could have switched, but all I have in my mind is like if you go back and watch this episode, right as Phil switches and he starts hitting it, they did like one of those MTV like goopy subtitle screens that just said brother's betrayal yeah. and like oh yeah. like that weird music, yeah. oh, like, music too. so like music as i was music. about to answer that question honestly and give you some kind of satisfaction the brother's betrayal thing flashed into my face yeah, and, and, I, and yeah, i had to handle fair. it properly yeah i i know it's extra effort but mikey mm-hmm. if you have time yeah could you edit in a brother's betrayal right when you ask chris that question just throw that <laughs> up know? on screen for a second <laughs> i mean it would be a wish list item. That's all I'm saying. I may, I may have to do it. And you know what? Go check us out on YouTube if you're listening to us to find out whether or not I did. Mm-hmm. So it's because Ryan Dunn was poo-pooing the whole thing, he said this couldn't be finished. There's no way. Which that... is, by the way, Jay, I don't think we even said the whole this thing to be finished. They basically want to strip down the car oh, yeah. and see if in doing so they can line up all the pieces in a row to reach the end of the field that they were in. That's the whole premise yeah, of yeah. this, which is yeah. it's like that old if you if you. Uh, take your large intestines Thank that like you. wrap around uh, mm-hmm. a football field or something like that. No, they like say that. the world. That's not true. I was going there. Yeah. The world. So I heard the world though. That's yeah. what I wrote down. And I looked at it on paper. Literally, I'm looking at it right now. And I'm like, I'm not saying that into a microphone because that sounds fucking ridiculous. It's just not true. It does. Yeah. It's impossible. Yeah. You're saying inside my stomach is bigger than the entire world. I don't give exactly. a fuck what kind of scientist is fucking out there. That makes no sense. It's kind of like yeah. that what thing if? too. Like, would you rather a penny that doubles every day for 30 days or $5 million, or like a million dollars and it turns out a penny that doubles every 30 days is like ends up being like eight million dollars by 30 days it's really weird okay yeah it's but the it's the the brilliance of compound interest i think you guys aren't taking into account that what if you were like kramer and you had a, a thin deli slicing meat machine and you <laughs> then yeah, sliced yeah. the intestines into thin strips maybe at that point you'd have enough you know matter there to, but it's still the I same know, amount of mass no, but Chris, put, put it this I way. Know. I just I just looked this up uh, and it said, uh, um, while these small intestines cannot stretch around the world, uh, your blood vessels can stretch around the earth twice. You know what yeah. could stretch around the, the, the world in my fucking oh, dick? <laughs> Too easy, man. Too easy. Too easy. Ah, we got it. We got to go like and it. get Ryan done to uh, go grab Vito from the house, though, because he lost the bet. So um, basically, he's got to confront the guy and tell him, listen, we fucked up your car again. Um, sorry, I guess they, uh, you know, Vito gets a little mad, but within, you know, a few minutes, he's already given done, a, you know, a hug and they're they're patching things up there. It was I nice love to when see. Vito yeah. says, go get me another car as if they just like come from the corner <laughs> store or something, you know, <laughs> kind of did. <laughs> 
Yeah, true, true. But uh, yeah, they uh, Bam asks if maybe they could do a trade-in with the car, which I found funny. Um, but this basically leads us to the dealership because they got to get the guy a new car, right? They're not just going to leave him with nothing. So they start looking around, they get to the lot. I love the sentiment of, hey, nobody sit on any of the cars while we're here or else we're going to have to buy. <laughs> God damn it, Vito, get off that bumper. <laughs> the guy can't even take, you know, take a, like, a hundred steps without having to fucking sit down on a car bumper. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's a lot of weight to carry He's around. A big it's gotta boy. be fucking exhausting. I know. Uh, Vito and Phil go car hunting together and they disappear, which is always a mistake when you leave the boys alone. I love Vito tells the boys too, he'll be back in 10 minutes, which he indicates with eight fingers that he holds <laughs> up here. Uh, <laughs> Dude, when 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 they're about to go in, because they, they go to Miami Motors, this is a used cars place. I looked it up online. It's not still in business, but I wanted to see if there was anything fun I could figure out. Not not much to say about Miami Motors, but when Phil and Don Vito are about to walk into the store, uh, Vito turns around and starts walking, and Bam pushes Phil and says, like, go get us a car. And and Phil kind of like stumbles in front of Vito, and Vito says, dude, why are you running? Stop being in such a rush. And then Phil <laughs> looks at him, and he says, he says, no, he just pushed me. And I feel like if that happened in the modern day it would be in the form of like an instagram post where it's like don't judge people for where they are because you don't know what put them there it's like that weird perspective thing of like you didn't see the fact that he got pushed you just see him running and you're judging him for it (laughs) i just love his reaction after that he's just like oh he's like like he was like so worked up about it he's like oh okay like i guess maybe he was scared like someone was coming behind him and his big neck was too lazy to look around so he'd rather just ask yeah yeah so, boys, this is this episode is a real J special because they okay. find a car full of old <laughs> horse shit here. And I'm just thinking, <laughs> yeah. jackpot, boys. You listen, when I know, you know, when you get your buddy's car and he doesn't keep it clean, there's like CDs all over the floor, old sur- slurpy cups. He's got like discarded tissues and, you know, the bags of animal waste, of course. 100%. Um, you know, hey, at least they found a use for this shit. I mean, they take the bag out, and the idea is they're going to dump it into the trunk of the car that Vito is planning on buying. And it just so happens that down the street, there's also a fish market. So how convenient. They go buy a salmon, and all I can say, boys, is that I hope this salmon was one of those, you know, farmed salmon and not a wild one. Because, like, I, I accept all kinds of fish. No matter how you identify, I accept you, all right? <laughs> Unless you're a farmed fish, then you can just fuck off, all right? Like, Well, it's not their fault they were farmed. That's like hating slaves for the is. fact that they were slaves. Like, you have you some know, ambition. Not... Get out of the pond, you know? Okay. Go find the streams where, where you belong. Yeah, get yourself out of those situations, Jay They're says, complacent. after I make a slavery reference. <laughs> no, I, well, to be fair, I talked to him about Kanye over here. But, yeah, know. Kanye. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was this segment. I got to say, like, so far, we're hitting at like an 11 out of 10 for this episode. The the beginning with them just as a bunch of friends being like, I wonder if this will stretch across the field and doing it yeah. and then fucking with Don Vito's car and then putting manure in his in his uh, in his trunk. And then the salmon. I'm like, this is doubling down. I'm like in 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 this, especially the first 10 minutes or so of this episode has been so much fucking fun. Um, I, I've, I, I loved it. I love the moment of it, by the way, when they're playing around with the, with the manure, it clearly like really smells. smells. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like, like really bad. And manure is like a specific smell, oh, but I don't dude, think it's yeah. like the worst in the world. There must've been something really rank about this. But if you watch, there's a moment where, where Bam like smells his finger. He's like, Oh fucking Jesus. <laughs> and before he even does anything done, Mr. Miyagi's his arm. And then, and then Bam tries to put it in front of his face. Like yeah. Dunn knows him well enough. He sees he the matrix and like puts his hand down to grab it before Bam puts it right in front of his nose. It was great. Yeah. Are you telling me that I can dodge shit? <laughs> no, I'm telling you <laughs> that when you're ready, 
You won't have to. You won't um, have to. <laughs> listen, Jay's a big poo-poo boy. Can I tell you a poo-poo story real quick? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you're talking about a big bag of animal manure, and it reminded me of the story. I grew up in a small town where there was a lot of like rural shit happening around the town, farmers and stuff. So we had like this big silo in town that had a huge ladder that you could climb to the top and get a pretty good view of the town. It was like, this is like a fucking, if you've ever seen a grain elevator, it's like yeah, as yeah, tall yeah. as one of those. So we were all really drunk. We were drinking tequila that night in the garage, I remember. And then we went out and kind of were just, you know, 18 year olds with a piss and vinegar just wanted to get into some trouble. And we found this big silo and it happened to be filled at the time with what I think must have been pig shit. Oh but my it had kind of like leaked out of the bottom. So we thought, hey, we want to climb up to the top of the ladder, you know, smoke a joint, whatever, have a good time. Um, we, we trekked through the pig shit to get to the ladder because we were all so wasted. We didn't realize. And as we went up every rung of that ladder, you know, we got to come back down eventually, right? We stunk so fucking bad that oh, night that we no. went to the gas station across the street to pick up some stuff to eat and get some drinks. And they actually kicked us out because they thought someone had shit their pants. <laughs> Is that bad? So I believe... I believe it when Bam is not overreacting. Like the smell is pretty rank. I actually wrecked one of my favorite hats because I threw it in the washing machine when I got home and dried it, and it was all warped. It was never the same. But I, Jay, I like the idea. I just, that, I just that... want to say thank you for sharing your origin story with us. <laughs> yeah, this is a Spider-Man. This is your, this is your superhero poop. origin story. <laughs> I still, I, rumor has it, I still have uh, some of the poo remains in my shoes to this day. Never. Yeah, got this it. would have been. I, I thought you were honestly. I kind of thought you were going to say that you fell into the top of it and it like sucked you down, and then you came out <laughs> like, the other like side quicksand. like a fucking yeah, like quicksand. Uh dude, gnarly though, because yeah, you came, you came, you came out with not a shred of clothing on you and a raging heart on, and that defined the rest of your life. <laughs> I already told you, go back to episode one. It was the it was the big uh, Metal Gear Solid 2 uh, kaiju poo-poo situation. That's, oh, that's what right. the origin story was. I remember that. I do remember that. Look, that's, not that's that I a... want to bring this back up or anything, but go back and listen to episode one. Poo cocktail versus big kaiju men. You, you might just be on the same path as I am. I mean, that's that's a dangerous cocktail. It's not, it's not um, a path you want to go down either. I, I got to say that. Am I using uh, the right word, Japanese kaiju. enthusiast? Kaiju? Yeah. yeah. yeah Is that kaiju. correct? It's like the giant monster, yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah, look at me. All right. Like Godzilla, um, I think, is a kaiju or something like that. Speaking My of stank, though, they buy... It's <laughs> <laughs> too easy again. Way too easy. But I appreciate it anyways. Um, so speaking of the stank, though, boys, Vito and uh, Phil get in the car. They're driving their new, newly purchased vehicle home. And it doesn't well, wait, take long are we the... Are we moving right past the, the office of this guy? Can oh, I sure. can I say my piece on Talk the office it. before they get into the car? Okay, so this this guy at Miami Motors has to know. He has to know that the the Margera crew are coming in to film, and so he he preps for this, right? Like you can't just like come and start filming, maybe, but like he has some time to figure out his workspace. If you look at like how he's arranged everything, there's two. First of all, like pristine model sports cars on the front of his desk, which is like. You're selling really shitty used cars. It's like having <laughs> having like a, a, a Mandarin buffet and you have to walk through like a great steakhouse to get there. It's like, look at all the shit that you can't have. And then you go, you go yeah, deal yeah. with that. And then the other so thing true. is he's like, he's like, I got to make this place look good. He just tapes an American flag to the filing cabinet. There's an American flag up in the up in the uh, the the window there. He puts his 750 milliliter jug of of Pepsi just like down beside him on the chair. You can see it on screen. Yeah. Uh, it's it's like no prep whatsoever. But in his mind, he's like, as long as I got the racing cars and like 17 American flags, this is going to go over great. 
It's bizarre yeah. choices. You know, no joke, no word of a lie. I don't know if it's just like the code among sketchy used car salesmen, but the last car I bought had that shit on the desk when I went in to go and settle business with them. No joke. They had a bunch of model really? cars and like Corvettes and shit. And like, yeah, like, selling any of don't these. do that. Yeah. It's like, hey, sign this and you'll, you won't have any of this shit. That's, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't love it. But, but uh, uh, the conversation in the car turns quickly to <laughs> Phil asking Vito, like, did you shower today? <laughs> did you let out a fart? Like, what's going on here? You can tell something's wrong until Vito looks in the rear view mirror and Right now, I'm just going to spoil it right now. MVP of the show. It's the salmon with the cigarette in its mouth in the backseat. <laughs> Beautiful the visual. Salmon. I want that shit on my wall, and I want it to sing. And I want it to sing. Oh, like one of those bass, those like fishing bass. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Yeah. Man, I, I love when, how when Vito Phil... was just like, oh, yeah. he, he was so nonchalant about the smell. Like, it's like, obviously, it smelled terrible. Like, you could tell that, like, um, what Phil's like, obviously, it's bothering him. He's like, and Vito's reaction is, that's an old car. It's going to smell bad. <laughs> I'm like, you're just accepting the smell of rotten fish smoking a cigarette mixed with manure that even Bam was too scared to get near and just, yeah, like, just write yeah. it off as an old car. Like, but Chris, here's the thing. Here's the thing you got to realize. I think I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that there is a rancid stench that follows Vito around everywhere he goes. And he's got to just be used to the fact that it's always there. So he's like, whether he's in a new car, or an old car, there's a scent on him. That just smells bad. And he's probably like, oh, there's always an element of it that's me. Uh, and it probably overpowers the rest of the room that he's in or the space that he's yeah. in. That's that's got to be what it is. That's just a that's that's there to scare off the predators, Mikey. Yeah, exactly. It's you it's know. like a warning signal, like uh, yeah. like a, the rattle of a rattlesnake or something is his stench. Oh, sorry. Um, maybe I got that backwards. I, I use the term predators. So I don't know if maybe, maybe it's, we got to do a little work workshop on that one. But uh, well, no, I think it works works oh to ward off the predators i see Listen, yes yeah, yeah let's yeah, not yeah. read too much into it now but uh when i will when say phil, boys sorry when when phil goes to uh to, to Vito though like you mentioned yeah. jay he's like uh uh he says to him and i quote did you get a shower today and he says it in like a very motherly tone as oh, though it's concerned. a common thing for him to be like like hey Vito, you you know you have to do this right like don't let me catch you not showering again like when your mom finds out you didn't brush your teeth or something like that like that's the tone he says it was both lovable and horrifying the fact that it seems like this is a conversation they've had on multiple occasions yeah it's like we had the intervention already i thought we were past this veto i yes. can't believe we're yeah. back here again uh, i gotta say though boys when you leave the dealership you know there's a reason they ask you what flavor of air freshener you want with the car when you drive off the lot maybe they just picked the wrong one i don't know that could be it that you could know, be it. Yeah, whatever the uh, Miami Motors air freshener is, is just it's basically smells like a, a salmon smoking a cigarette. Um, yeah, it is already, believe it or not, demo derby time. So we're getting the setup here because what's going to happen as soon as these two get home, they're pretty much greeted to a row of old cars. So it looks like with all that MTV money, they bought a lot more than just one car for Vito. Like they've got these things lined up in a row. Their fucking yard looks like the used car lot now. Well, the, the best and, part um, is, is when they're driving them all home, they all take a car. Yeah. Like Vito has this new car. He's in the front. He didn't even get out of his new car before he got rear-ended to a rear end to a rear end to a rear end. It was like that whole like that whole joke, you know, 100, 100 naked gay guys in a line. The first one stops, you know. What? Like, imagine, just imagine that. It's, a, it's, it's a like the first joke, one stops. Like oh, I see. I see. Boom, all, boom, boom. Yeah. But and the reason why I say that is because have you ever seen a, a eight car fucking rear ending chain reaction where everybody was so happy? Like they were so pumped about this, and that's what's oh, yeah, the whole were, fucking yeah. idea, right? It was it was oh, so funny. God. 
They were all very my, happy about it. Yeah. I don't know why my mind went here, Chris, but Chris or Mike, you could you could you can fucking jump in on this one. You ever go to like your grandparents' house and they have those old like uh those toys is like the sticks and the wooden things. You stick the stick in the hole and you can build all sorts of little uh Yes, I do. There was like circular ones and like long. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I fucking love those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember those. So the the joke you just told, just I don't know why, but that just popped in my head, and I thought that was funny. So oh, just sticks and sticks and holes. Um, Yeah, but I don't know. Like it's a good anatomy lesson. Where the fuck they buy those? I haven't seen one of those. Like that, the only time I've seen one is when I went to a grandparent's house, and they're like the only people who own that shit. I feel like when you hit the age of like eighty, you just get brought to a room, and they have like Werther's originals. Those weird uh, the candies like with scotch the, mints. The, the, other, the candies, the, the candies with, the with the powder on them. The candies with the powder on them. Yeah. 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 A, a toy train somewhere. Yeah. And, and they Russian just dolls. Their, you know, Russian the dolls. Russian, Russian nesting doll. dolls. Mm-hmm. Speaking speaking of uh, of of what a lot of the Russians are wearing these days, uh, did you guys notice that Don what, Vito has bags? dog tags on? <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> no, dog tags. Don Vito wears dog tags. And I got to ask, what war was Don Vito fighting in? I, I I didn't learn about the Great Hoagie War of 1996, but I'm sure that's got to be what it is. The Hoagie like, I, War, yeah. <laughs> I could have seen him being in Vietnam. Honestly, I kind of can. I looked it up. I didn't find any history of service, though. Holy shit. Yeah, I don't, who knows? Could be a thing. Could just be a fashion statement for all I True. know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so here we are. We basically got to get these cars prepped for the demo derby. That's the goal for the rest of the episode. And uh, as they're doing this, Glom gets on the phone with Bam, and it turns out he found a cool prize for the Demo Derby. They find this huge, speaking of the military service, they find a military truck. Mm. And he's asking Bam on the phone, like, like, hey, should I buy this thing? Like, you got to give me the, you know, the go ahead here. Bam gets another call and he just hangs up on Glom here. Wait, hold on. I got another call. Like, you know, you could have at least just said yes or no first. It wouldn't have killed you. But yeah, this was such a weird scene. Like so yeah. obviously staged a three-way phone conversation. Oh, totally. Like, like so blatantly obvious. It was a cool idea. But at the end, it's like, what is the purpose of all? Like, why, why are they doing this? I guess just story time. I shouldn't read too much into it, but it was very, it's like when you, try to overly stylize something and it becomes distracting. I found that that was kind of Mm. this because my mind started going. I'm like, so wait, they called each other to say, I'm about to call you turn all the cameras on. Let's figure that. And it's like three different camera crews in three different areas. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it. Uh, Glom decides, screw this. I'm buying it. And uh, that's the end of that. So Yeah, Dunn's in the shop. He was the other uh, guy on the phone there. And basically, he's kind of in charge of prepping these cars and taking care of that. So everybody's doing their jobs. Bam's just at the fucking skate park skating, not contributing at all. And wait a second, guys, no pun intended, but hold the fucking phones here. Bam drops in and then the camera like extreme close-ups on uh is this Glorin here? I'm sorry, I'm so it's bad recognizing it. It's yeah. I, I I thought it was her, but she looks at the camera and goes, Nardog drop, aka Bado drop in. It was I don't so, know what the fuck she's saying. I've never been more confused in my life. Totally. I, like, was I supposed to have a clue of what that meant? It was honestly, I felt like I was high. Like something had happened yes. that was so detached from reality that my brain was just like left in the dust. It's a t- it was like, like it was, it was like in, in Doctor Strange or something when, like, you know, when he gets like punched out of his body and his spirit like goes further oh, okay. back behind him. Like, like that's what I felt was happening to me. I just couldn't comprehend. There you go. It's just a different style yeah, of drop in. It's, it's like more okay. of a sketchier. If you actually rewatch it, it's not like a regular drop in. Nardog, Nardog drop in, aka okay. 
but why does she have to get up in my face about it? That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> fucking do the drop it. <laughs> That's going to haunt me for fucking days now. You know? That's like when you're watching a fucking movie, and then the movie's just been like straight shot the whole time, and all of a sudden one of the characters just speaks to the camera, and you're like, wait, wait, what? Yeah. No. Yeah. You can't yeah. do that. That breaks all of the rules. Do you think after yeah, she was you know? getting piped down, like if the guy did a good job, she just turned around from the doggy style position and be like, no, dog. <laughs> no, dog, drop it. So. Oh. <laughs> I would come again instantly. Oh, I yeah. think so. I think instantly. so. Yeah, I'd, I'd drop right back in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, drop right back in. Uh, so step one for demo prep boys, as we all know, you got to remove the old glass, which done drops on the floor and shatters into a million tiny pieces, which fact, if you lined up in a row, you could actually go around the world three times with all those <laughs> with all glass. lined up. Pretty cool. When, when he uh, does that and he bends over, you can see his butt crack. Like he's got oh, totally. that, like th- there's so much butt crack in this episode. I don't know if this one's any different or I just noticed it more, but like, if you go back and watch this everyone's butt crack is showing at some point in time, not just Don Vito's and Phil's this time. It's like Ryan Dunn's, you see Bam's, you probably see Glom's at some point. There's a lot of butt crack. Glom's bomb. exciting episode. Glom's, bo- Glom's bomb. Glom's bomb. <laughs> um, it was a style at the time, Mikey. I don't know. Uh, we got to improve the aerodynamics on the car too, so they're taking care of that shit. But basically, I thought there was going to be more steps because they're like telling you, here's the right, steps. That was we it. get two steps, it gets interrupted and we never come back to this for the rest yeah. of the episode. It was wild. I literally, I, I had a section of my notes that was like, okay, the steps to take care of a car. Yeah. And I was like, I had to rewind back similar to in the community disservice episode when Bam's like, we have five acts of service. And I was like, where the fuck did the fifth one come from? And I had to rewind it to find out that he just counted one twice, basically. And this yeah. one, I was like, did I miss steps three, four and five? It's like, no. It's just steps one and two. So they sold Don Vito's car parts for extra money, and they bought these nifty, like, safety suits that you wear when you're in a demo derby. Like, you know, the full zip-up thing, the helmet and everything. And they've got Raycheon ready to test them up, uh, test them out. So they're basically just, you know, doing anything they can. Uh, They've got a rope tied to them, so they kind of, like, hog-tie them and pull them down to the grass. And now they get the guys to come in with baseball bats and just start giving it to them, basically, as he's there. I'm not sure what the flying elbow drop was supposed to simulate, (laughs) but... You know, well, gee, uh, if you're driving in a car and yeah. someone you get a head-on collision with someone, and, and that Macho person's Man, not Randy wearing Savage comes through yeah, the windshield, it, and, that, yeah, that guy's coming straight there. at you. Yeah. And he's patting his elbow <laughs> and he's coming straight through your windshield. He's going straight for you. That's what that's what you're that's what you're going against. So yeah. I was watching this part and it made me kind of like I got a little too deep into things when I'm thinking about this. Oh, so you know, Rake. He, mm-hmm. We know now he's like a full blown scientist. He's obviously was a yes. smart guy in school. You're, there's not really any cool, like non-nerdy scientists, let's be honest. But there's sure. a certain time when people kind of hit puberty. They kind of like just stray away from their, their, you know, like what their actual passions are, maybe to fit in a little bit more, et cetera, et cetera. But like the core of that person's always there. So I think, you know, like he's like, oh, I could be in this movie with them. I could be Hellboy. I could kind of grow myself out, make myself look cooler. And in the process of that, you know, it kind of works a little bit for a while, but he still would have to be that nerd. Like he is always the one taking these group beat downs when they drop the thing uh-huh. on his head, the other, the watermelon, like you could yeah, see the this, this frustration starting to build up where he's kind of, and he's like one of the few people that isn't really involved in these crews that much anymore. You know what I mean? Like he probably went on to be one of the best scientists of all time, just because he's like, you know, fuck these guys. If I can't do it this way, it's kind of like I in uh, Cobra it. Kai Hawk. It's like, yeah, sure. He got his Mohawk and he was cool for a few yeah. episodes, but he was still a fucking dork uh-huh. deep down. He still got his ass kicked all the time, you know? So, be true to who you are, true. people. Don't try and fit in. You know, be that person you're supposed to be. Because you're, if you're, if you're not cool, you're going to get your ass fucking kicked. 
It is what it is. Yeah, that explains a lot about the last four or five years of my life. Mm-hmm. 100%. <laughs> I really fought against it, like a smoked salmon swimming upstream. Yeah, I uh, I tried to to be cool, and I just kept getting my ass kicked time and time again. Is that why they had the cigarette in the salmon's mouth, like smoked salmon? Yeah, smoked salmon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't think about that. I just thought it looked cool. <laughs> it's a beautiful, beautiful work of art. It's deep. It's got layers, just like your little speech there, which I think we should make a segment on the show, just heart to heart with Chris. You know, you can just yeah. jump in and kind of just get real, you know, get real with Chris, you know, like the people's champ. We can call it the people's champ. Hey, Jay, I got a question for you. You mentioned <laughs> you mentioned that uh, that uh, when 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 Rake gets the the safety thing on, uh, uh-huh. they they hog time, they get him to the ground, and they start hitting him with bats. They were obviously plastic bats, like blatantly. Do you did in your mind were they trying to pretend like they weren't? Were they pr- trying to pretend like those were real bats? Uh maybe. I don't know if you were supposed to read into it, so maybe they thought they could get away with like you know that. The, yeah, the cheaper. Like it bats seemed like at one point he Rake even says like, "Did you guys hit me with bats?" Like as if to sell the fact that they were bats, but they were yeah, obviously yeah. plastic bats. And then they ADR'd in some 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 hit sounds, but in the post credit sequence, they're just hitting him with bats again. And you can hear the hollow whiffle sound of them when they hit him with the bats. And I was like, I, no one's going to believe that you're beating him with a real baseball bat there. I don't know. It was a weird. I, I kind of thought they did. Oh, did you? Oh, okay. Maybe like, like not like a freaking Louisville slugger, but like, I thought it was still like a, <laughs> so a, a, a poorly bat. made right. baseball right. bat, just not a, well, not like a maybe Louisville out of a slugger. cork tree opposed to a hard Oak. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. okay. Yeah. 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 Thanks for clarifying. Uh, so they take him to the firehouse now because he's all, he's a dirty boy. We got to hose him down. So they get the fire hose out. They basically spray him and nothing remarkable happens until they turn the hose off and his pants are at the ankles, which I, <laughs> oh man, great. you can't plan it better than that, can you? That's Now his balls have never been want. this clean as he says. Yeah, that too. And uh, you'll never have children. Uh, but now they've got him up in a tree. It's like this whole part of the episode is just like, they're really indulging in the, what can we do with Rake in the suit? And like, they're really giving it to us. They got him up in a tree and they're going to like fucking throw him off the roof, you know, from this tree. And and don't worry, guys. Like we've had some rope left over from one of Don Vito's Boy Scout meetings. So he'll be okay. <laughs> Just tie him up, let him go and, and see what happens. He kind of spins off the off the uh, roof there. And yeah, it's the zip the line, gently. zip line from the old so, casino. There you go. That must have been what it was. And um, wait, did you, know, you not pick up on that? No, I didn't actually. I didn't. Seriously? You're right. Chris, though. You that picked is up like, on that. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I thought that was like so obvious. In fact, yeah, I was yeah. wondering if that maybe happened before, and they actually added like like. Oh, maybe. I was wondering if they had that zip line, and then they added that feature to the casino uh, with the ATM yeah. later on, because it kind of seemed like. Because oh, I didn't see the rest of the casino be. there, right? Yeah. No, I saw the treehouse. Oh. I mean, they they would have had to take out like the roulette wheel and stuff like that because they're not going to be playing there every night. But it was probably on rental from MTV. Yeah, yeah. Hey guys, did somebody say blueprints or did somebody say poo prints? Huh? Hey. Huh? Mm-hmm. They just dump a bunch of shit on Ape's floor. I don't know what like they were gonna draw in it and make a blueprint, I think was the it didn't really go anywhere. Like, yeah, I, they're trying to make a you know? track for the derby. But at this yeah, point, yeah. you know how I said I'm like the first ten minutes of this episode or the first bits of this episode I fucking loved. There's a, like from when they get the safety suits, or you know what, from from the from Ryan Dunn starting to pick apart the cars until now, I literally wrote in my notes. I'm like, I can't keep up with this episode. There's so right. much shit going on. Yeah, yeah. And they don't spend enough time in any of it to let it simmer. I think they should have gotten rid of like one segment here and drawn out something else because it just felt a little bit too ADD at this point. Yeah. 
Yeah, totally. It is ADD. And like that actually leads into the next point perfectly because we get this cut, like hard cut. And okay, if the, the Glorin thing, like talking to you and telling you her deepest desires and fears to the camera and like penetrating your inner psyche and just freaking you out wasn't enough we get this shot of like petting zoo animals like like ducks and chickens and shit (laughs) for like three seconds yeah and then you just never see that shit again and you wonder did i just fucking hallucinate that too why the fuck was that in there because the next shot is the cars coming down the hill right yeah what are the petting zoo animals doing in there what was that it must have been filmed next to a petting zoo or something like the derby but you know explain that shit it doesn't explain a lot of shit about this this uh this called show. avant-garde guys get what the fuck yeah. it's called avant-garde you know but similar to that you know what it kind of had the vibe of is like you know when you see like a uh, like the old vhs's you'd be filming a school project and then you'd have like a three second clip from like the treble charger music video that you filmed on the vhs and you tried yeah. to tape over it like cuts in and out like accidentally showing something else it's That's funny how i actually way. remember that happening with you with that specific treble charger video treble charger. friend of mine thought about treble charger did that happen to me specifically 100 percent because he used to record that music video and he used to wear yeah. wristbands and like it was just kind of like he really liked Treble Charger. I love Treble Charger. I wanted what to dye my hair really like really popular friend of mine. Friend, friend of mine. There was another red. one, wasn't red, there? Red, red was another really good. And American Psycho. American Psycho. But that was like yeah, later. Yeah, okay. yeah Jay, uh, the listener may not know this, but Chris and I are, are a bit older than Jay. And, and American Psycho came out a few years after Friend of Mine. But Friend of Mine was the yeah, first yeah. big hit. Yeah. So here's the thing. Even though I am a, like a couple years back from you guys, a couple of few... I like totally grew up with the music that you guys did. Like I was always yeah. into what my brothers were into and shit. So like, I totally get it. Like spoken was, like a true AI all about with the access yeah. of all the internet. How did you know? <laughs> I like that. That's where your mind went, but all right. <laughs> yeah, no Jay, yeah. there's, there's rumors circulating between the, 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 there's rumor circulating that you're, you are uh, yeah. an AI program. Yeah. That we programmed you. Man, I am. Yeah, this is beautiful. I, Someone legitimately asked me. I swear to God, they like DM. They're like, "Is Jay a real person?" And I was like, "To be honest, <laughs> I I can't confirm you or can't deny this. That. I've never yeah. met him in real life. I've <laughs> never seen him on camera. Camera? No, that's. I've true. only seen that one stained picture that you guys have all seen. So like, I think he Isn't is that the fucking best. I I'm supposed to have been <laughs> doing camera for like the longest time just for our purposes because I'm just gonna say it on the podcast. Like, it's just my personal preference. It's nothing against these guys or anything that i don't do it it's just personal preference thing but um yeah i think that's so fucking funny that i i didn't even like think of that till chris just said it now you have never actually seen me in motion no, before right? i've never I don't know a thing about you other than what we what you have heard us talk about on this podcast and i don't know if mikey has either <laughs> no i haven't either i don't know i, like I don't that, fucking like, know this dude. i thought you knew this like, dude these guys are the best of friends like, yeah. No, we've literally never interacted. Yeah. In real We're life three before. lifelong friends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking lies. Every episode has been lies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. I'll, I'll, you know what? I'm going to make a point. I'm going to make a point right here on the podcast. This isn't for you people out there. Sorry. I, I'm, I'm probably not going to go into that territory, but for these two motherfuckers, I'm probably going to start. We're gonna we're gonna do some cam. We're gonna do some nasty stuff, but I can't show you any of that. It's gonna get it's gonna get real. It's gonna get like early two thousands when webcams first came out and everybody was just showing their pussies and it was. Nice. Out I feel control. like you're gonna turn on the <laughs> the webcam. It's just gonna be a big Macintosh Apple. <laughs> <laughs> I am Steve Jobs of the future. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. God, Sorry, that AI. was not a good show. I love it. That's yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Um. Where are we? Oh, yeah. Petting zoo animals. Okay. The cars are here. Forget about the petting zoo. 
let's uh, let's list off the cars that are taking mm-hmm. part, shall we? We've got. And then fans. after that, can we each say who we wanted to win based on oh, this and yeah, who we thought that. would win based on this? Oh, I love that. Yeah. Okay, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just based off the designs alone. Okay, so first we've got Bam's tank. We've got Dunn's cream dream, which is basically like an ice cream truck themed thing, complete with cone on the roof. Uh, you've got Glom's Insecurity Mobile, which is supposed to be like a police cruiser. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Rab's Reverse Microwave. I mean, uh, sorry, the Space <laughs> Caddy. Just think of the Reverse Microwave if you've seen Haggard, and that's basically yeah. like an analog for this car. But wait, boys. Jesus, there's more. And boys, I'm really conflicted on this next one. Now, I don't like Don Vito. We've established this. But yeah. He's driving the Poo-mobile, like a real Poo-mobile, too. This isn't, you know, no knockoff Poo-mobile. So this just, to me, feels like a real hate fuck, rage boner type of situation from my perspective, <laughs> because that car is pretty awesome. I, I don't know what to do. I'm going to need counseling after this episode, I think. Was that, was that your favorite car, Jay? The number two car? Listen, Poo car aside, because you know it's a, it's a, it's a shoe-in. Let's yeah. pick from the other four. Okay. Unless one of you guys wants to pick the Poo-mobile, that's fine. But I kind of no, feel like th- Don Vito doesn't even really participate here, so it's kind of hard to like. You'll see in a minute what what I mean. But yeah, give me so your Chris, give me your picks. Yeah, Chris, what's your pick? Who do you, which one did you like the best, and which one did you? Uh, or sorry, which one? I guess what, I said, what who, did you say? Who do you think was going to win, and which one did you like want to win? Want to win maybe. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I you, wanted you Dunn off. to win because that reminded me of Twisted Metal, like yeah. the fucking ice cream truck type thing, oh, and I was yeah, like, yeah. fuck, man, I can see like him getting that clown evilness and just like fucking everybody up, but. I just assumed, and I didn't really think about this at the time, but it was done kind of making all these cars. But if someone was going to win and have the best chance, it's Tim Glom. You know, that's kind of the way that I fucking True. was thinking about it. So I thought of it a little bit differently. I agree. Uh, I based who I wanted to win off of the card that I liked the best. And I absolutely loved Ryan Dunn, uh, uh, his his car, the uh, the 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 cream dream. I agree. He looked a lot like <laughs> Needles Kane, a.k.a. Sweet Tooth from the Twisted Metal franchise. Oh, God, yeah. Um, so um, by the way, there's a live-action Twisted Metal yeah. TV show or movie coming out, and uh, Mike Mitchell, the host of a podcast that I really like called Doughboys, uh, is going to be playing uh, uh, Sweet Tooth, so keep an eye out for that. Oh, but I didn't think Dunn was going to win. I honestly, in my mind, thought that uh, there was no way Glom was going to win because he's just not a central enough figure in Viva La Bam to win. And I thought this was going to be staged. I thought Bam was going to win for sure. I was just like, he's going to force himself to be the winner by hook or by crook. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. No, I. What about you, Jay? I, I can't agree with you more. Like style points alone, the the cream dream is pretty. Yeah, it's the incredible. best. One. I didn't even think of the twisted metal thing till Chris said that. So that's fucking that's like awesome. But yeah, I obviously Jay likes the Pooh Mobile, but I think if I'm not going to pick the Veto car just out of principle. Um, I actually kind of liked Rab's car just because it was so abstract. Yeah, and I like yeah. didn't even know what I was looking at for the first couple seconds. <laughs> I had to kind of get yeah. another glimpse at it. Kind of like that thing. There's something cool about it. Um, cool. I probably go with that one. But I also got to say, Glom's car, just something about that whole aesthetic of just like some asshole cop who doesn't play by the rules is kind of. Cool it was like too. a vigilante eight kind of vibe yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. Who who did I think was gonna win? Like I liked, I liked Rab's car, but I kind of thought Bam was just going to be the shoe in winner because it's his show. Yeah. And I kind of thought he would play the cards in his favor through editing or whatever to win. But I guess we should talk about how it really played out. eh? Sure. Let's do it. Yeah. So the Derby is on and we just watch them smash up each other. And it's kind of hard to talk about exactly what's happening, but a few key points are 
that Rab takes a lot of damage up front, and he actually ends up going down first. He's out. He's out like pretty quickly. Um, no, Bam. Bam's out first. I thought Rab goes down first, then no, Bam, Bam. directly no, after. No, Bam's out oh, first, okay. and it's cool because they have like health bars for all the cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, it's not like it's actually tied to anything, but they, you know, they're green, and then they get into the orange and the red. I, I this this whole like the production value of this and like the interface of it, I actually really liked. Oh yeah, it was cool. Yeah, they had to hire a fucking UI designer just for this one. Um, yeah, but Vito, Jay, you missed you missed what? Ha- yeah, okay. So Vito, yeah, go into to Vito because this is this is fascinating. This part. Yeah, Brothers so Redemption. the whole, everything starts. <laughs> there's a little bit of smashing, and then Vito just kind of parks his car, <laughs> like he's he's just not even in it. Um, and Bam comes running over, and just like GTA Three came out the first time, I pulled an innocent bystander out of the car, yeah, threw them yeah. onto the street, and took over. Bam just gets in there, and now he's driving the Poo Mobile, and I feel like this should have made me like like it a little bit more. But it kind of doesn't like it does. No. I don't feel that way when Bam gets in and I'm just more confused now. Do I like the Poo-Mobile? <laughs> Do I not? Why don't I like the Poo-Mobile? Shouldn't I didn't I like it because it up? felt like it was trying too hard. It just felt like it was trying way too hard. The little poo that could. The little poo the that little could. The little poo that could. Uh, I just I, I loved how v, uh, how Phil looked concerned for his brother. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, amidst all this. And he's like, literally, like, it didn't even seem like a staged moment. It seemed very candid to me, at least. Maybe I'm naive, but he's like, hey, no, look, I agree. It seemed very, look, sweet. you know, yeah. these, these guys are fucking crazy. Don't get involved in this. Just park over yeah. here and then go back out after, you know, and I was like, it was nice to see after he screwed over his brother to see the. So, you know what it would be yeah. like, Mikey, in your scenario, when you're talking exactly. about if I had a kid and mm-hmm. him and his friends are beating you up and kind of making fun of you and stuff like that, that would be like after that happened. At the end of it, when you're you're down in the dumps and you just kind of lost your faith in me, I, I I pull my kid aside and I and I said, you know what, fuck you, you're out of here, little son. You're going to live yes. with your cunt mother who's addicted yes. to drugs instead of your cool ass dad. And me and you could live our lives happily together and fuck Fucking that little kid. Finally, let's move in together, man. Let's do it. I've been hoping you'd say some shit nice. like this. Your your kid was always a piece of human trash. Yeah, he's gonna be fine. <laughs> I was no, he won't. His mom this. is terrible. Any woman that would have had a kid with me is like probably a drug addict or has some True. serious issues. So like, it's going to get to have a fucked that's up life. That's their problem. Exactly. That's their problem. He could have been living with his cool ass dad and his, and his uncle, but we'll play some FIFA. We'll order some pizza. We'll do some crash test dummies, riding some derbies. Chris, I love this idea. Cool. All right. I'm glad, I'm glad the brother's at, redemption happened. The brother's redemption is back. High five. But I, like I, how, I like how Mikey sh- would ruin the life of a small child just to have one moment of genuine yeah. peace and enjoyment with his own brother it's and weird. you know what i wouldn't regret it <laughs> there's been so it. much neglect in that relationship that he'd, he'd do just about anything at this point i would i like we said last episode chris reeked me and i'll do anything for my master i mean my brother <laughs> <sighs> i like right. i like that uh because because phil's phil's mentality is like they'll beat yeah. the shit out of each other you just drive in last you know hit one car and, and you win like his plan was to pull a Fortnite and to just hide somewhere let everyone else shoot the yeah. shit out of each other yeah. <laughs> be in the right place right time snipe off the last person after they're done their battle and they're and they're low on health and you win win a win a chicken dinner campers, campers. yeah exactly oh, fucking worst and i always knew i always knew he was one listen but mikey when you talked about glom you're totally uh-huh. right about glom like he was just too good for this he couldn't win so of course yeah. how does he get how does he lose this race glom you're leaving the mission area turn around now <laughs> five <laughs> yeah. four three yeah he basically drives out of bounds i didn't even yeah. know that was a thing but they deem him uh disqualified from the race for doing that so he's out now 
this feels like a it feels like when when Phil and Vito and Fatboy Face Off had the the arm wrestle and and I can't remember what it was that Phil did, but he like moved his wrist or something like you can't do that you can't do like it and all of a sudden that was a rule even though it didn't exist before and i think they did say it they're like no one's allowed to leave the the bounds of the of the the playing field but i bet you they added that like after the fact just to find an excuse to let to let bam win i i it just it just feels wrong but but here's another thing like you know the whole episode's leading up to this crash test derby like this this destruction derby i have no idea what even happened? Like, it was not filmed great. Like, in terms of what was actually going on, at some points you look, the cars aren't moving. People are out of their cars. Like, take like it's fucking cricket. Like, they're taking a yeah. tea break or something. Like, it's a test match or something. They're going back in. They're trying to move things around. I didn't really understand what was happening. And yet, in spite of the fact that it's kind of slow pace, when it goes to Glom getting out of his car after they call him out, he's fucking drenched in sweat. And I'm like, how, how did that happen? You guys were going, like, three kilometers an hour barely touching each other and then and then you come out and he's just like fucking drenched i i the, i don't understand how this one got from point a to point b yeah yeah it was it was a little disjointed for sure i agree like there was so much shit going on that yeah it, that's why i said like up front it's kind of hard to even describe the action it's more yeah, about the yeah. events that they kind of i feel like some of it was little bit orchestrated almost like you said with the whole glom thing it feels a little forced but whatever um yeah so here's the thing i said at the front too when we were going to describe what happened and i had had mentioned that i thought bam was gonna win because it's just it's his show yeah but i kind of don't even know if he did win i was a little confused because technically he's driving Vito's car he was already eliminated right Right. so i think they kind of deem that there's a little bit of a fight between Vito and bam here where Vito's like fuck you i won even though he didn't technically drive in the race. So what what do you guys think? Like, who do you think was the true winner here? It's Vito. It's not about the driver. It's about the car. The car has to be running at the end of this. And it was. And I don't care who drives it. Look, Bam can do whatever he wants. You can hire a new driver. Like, if I'm a team owner and I own a car, I hire a driver for that car. I don't care if the driver swaps out. It's still my car. If Ferrari wins the F1 race, Ferrari won the race. You know? Give, give credit to the driver, sure, but like, doesn't matter. It's about the car in this case. And uh, as much as I hate to admit it, that means, in my mind, Vito won. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. Those are the rules of car races. Yeah. I don't know if Demolition Derby is a little bit different, but. It's called car racing, Toto. Yes. He yes, went to car is. racing. Buck That's Lewis the end Hamilton. Of... <laughs> oh, so are you saying, Mikey? I'm saying, I'm saying what? Are you insinuating that Michael Schumacher has just been a pawn this whole time? This whole time. It's I never mean, really he... been about the man. You know what's funny, Jay, is like what? you're kind of joking, but athletes, drivers, all that shit are pawns for the people who own the teams to make way more money than all of them combined. Like that, they are kind of pawns in a weird way. Not to like drill into this, get too inside baseball, but you're getting yeah, a little too close day, to fucking some Kanye rhetoric there, buddy. <laughs> you need to pull back. <laughs> I didn't mention their their religions. <laughs> I know, but that's how it starts. It starts with a seed. <laughs> Just enough to get your fucking foot in the door, you know? Next thing you yeah. know. So wait a minute. You're going to re-uncircumcise your penis. Chris, sorry. It starts with an, it starts with an Hasid. What? <laughs> so hold on. I know I bring up this motherfucker on the show a lot. And it, trust me, it's not orchestrated or planned. But does this mean that Bam is kind of like a Vince McMahon figure? Because think about it. He kind of technically, he owns everything. But he also participates, much yes. like Vince McMahon owns the product. 
and you know goes and gets his ass kicked and shot with a beer cannon by Stone Cold and all that shit. <laughs> you know he's he's not afraid to take part and be one of the boys. And he still gets the the final say. He's the one who kind of yeah. writes it. So right? it's almost yeah. a flip though, because if he, he is Vince. But then would that mean make Ape and Phil, Stephanie and Shane McMahon, <laughs> even though they're his parents? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Sure, why not? Just, imagine yes. imagine Ryan Dunn is Triple H. Doing the Ryan Shane Dunn is Triple H. The what? Ryan Dunn is Triple H. Yes. Oh my! See that one? I can see. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, just a, just visualize this for a second. If you know anything this is about Shane very McMahon, incestuous and gross. The more I think about it, but yes, go ahead. If you know anything about Shane McMahon, you know that little shuffle he would do before his fight. Picture Phil yeah. trying to do it, and I bet he would nail oh, it. Yeah. It would just be oh, the greatest thing. Absolutely nail it. Yeah, now I feel like, like the Muhammad Ali foot shuffle thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just picturing Phil doing the coast to coast, and that makes me happy. I, you guys know the coast to coast. That's where you you get in one corner of the ring. You got a guy laying down, like you know, back up against the turnbuckle. You go to the opposite side. You know, the turnbuckle. That's I don't I don't know if it's cross. I don't think it's cross kitty ring. Corner. I think kitty, it's uh, kitty corner. Kitty, it's kitty corner. corner. Yeah, but yeah, it's basically like a drop kick. And sometimes he would do that shit where the guy would like hold the trash can and shit, and he drop kick the trash. Uh, Attitude era, baby. Just let's do a podcast on era. that shit. Um, listen, though, this basically takes us out of the demo derby <laughs> because after this, we got to give the army truck to someone, the real winner. And Vito has claimed that's him. So he gets in there. But I guess the guys, you know, since there's a dispute over this, they they decide you can have the truck, but we're putting this giant piece of cow shit in the truck with you. Yeah. And you got to drive around. And uh, yeah, that's basically it. There's one line that I want to ask you guys about, too where they say Vito can't drive, he's shit-faced. And I'm just wondering, like, was that just a really clever pun or is he actually drunk right now? I I, I think it was a pun because I caught that as well. It was it was a good one because they he had, like, the, they decorated the number two car with, like, I don't know what it ended up being. It was, like, pudding or something. But he had it all over him, including his face. And right. his shit-faced okay. was, was a great line. I like that. What I figured. Thank you for the clarification. Uh, but the it's funny because because Vito basically takes the deuce, which is the the yeah. which actually interesting name for for the truck that he ends up winning when this whole episode's about shit. Now that I think about it, but that's the name of the military vehicle that he gets, and he's driving it through, and they have this thing where it's as though he's trying to run everyone over, whatever. Man, side by side, give me Don Vito and Hasbala. You know Hasbala from the cutest like the, human the, ever. The, the cutest human ever. And when he gets like his, he he has this look in his eye when he's just about to fuck with someone. And Vito's like just haphazardly like yanking at the wheel and everything. Like, yeah, get out of the yeah. way. Like, like, a, like Hasbala and him are just like one to one the same human being there. That is actually very, I could see that 100%. That's so funny. Yeah. yeah Vito wow. lays waste to the uh, demo derby track like this is a two-minute timed mission where you just have to rack up a yeah, largest yeah, destruction yeah. total that you can. He's just, he's just, he almost runs over some of the crew. He's like not fucking around here. He doesn't give a um, fuck. I wouldn't trust being on that no, set. I know no, that it's all no. kind of staged there, but I wouldn't trust being near him. No, not at all. I wouldn't want to be on set either. But yeah, that pretty much takes us. It's a, it's a hard out from this episode. We get right to credits after this and uh, it's a little bit of Rake getting assaulted some more, just some footage they left out. But that's basically it. That wraps up Viva La Bam season two. And I kind of feel like I was expecting more like fireworks on the last episode, you know, just something bigger for the outro, but not to say the destruction derby wasn't cool, but you kind of almost want to send off or something, but yeah. not just, that's it. You're done. It felt a little bit like, oh, that's it. Like, mm, okay. Yeah, like they I didn't find almost every season of Jackass yeah. and Viva La Bam ends like, like, it's like you expect yeah, something yeah. like, we're, I guess we're used to the movies, right? So you get yeah. this big crescendo yeah. at the end, but. What, what can they really do? You know, it's still an episode. Then you get season, the next season coming up. So 
Yeah, which we will do eventually. But before we get into that, do you guys want to get into our MVPs and LVPs of this episode? Yeah, sure. Maybe. All right. Uh, Jay, you want to start us off? You haven't started us off in a while. Oh, I never thought you'd ask. Let's do it. <laughs> um, MVP first. I already said it's the fucking salmon with the cigarette. But if I have to actually pick, you know, a living person, um, I would. Do you think Vito ate the salmon after? I have to ask this before we get it. Like, do you think he took it home? <laughs> he wouldn't let it go to waste. He wouldn't let yeah. it go to waste. He probably just put it in a hoagie sandwich and fucking went to town. No, he also, when they look back and they found that it was fucking there, they didn't stop the car or try to move it. They're like, shit, there's a fucking fish in the back of our car. God damn it. And they just keep driving all the way back to Castle Dam. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I think I have a feeling, a hunch that Chris is going to want to pick this fella because I have my reasons and I'll tell you in a second, but it's Phil. I think Phil is the MVP. I don't know if you guys would agree, but the reason I'm saying that is because he had some moments that truly, really, it's like Chris said, there's the brotherly love thing happening here. And I didn't read into it as much like I was aware of it going on. But then when I heard you talking about it just a few moments ago, it was like, yeah, you know what? Phil was kind of like the backbone to this whole episode yeah. in that he was the voice of reason, but he was also egging things on and pushing the envelope further. So he was kind of like the devil on the shoulder, but also the angel at the same time. And I kind of like seeing him play both roles. And you saw a genuine care for his brother. And I think that actually humanizes Vito a little bit in a way, which yeah. is something I think he needs. So uh -huh. props to Phil for showing us that, hey, a guy might be kind of fucked up. He might make some mistakes in his life, but he's still your brother. And uh, I, I don't know. You don't see that a lot from Phil in the show. So it was cool to to see that genuine um, emotion there, I yeah. suppose. I'll, I'll, I'll tack on to that and say Phil is absolutely my MVP on this one as well. He just he stole the show in a very quiet way. Like the way that like Littlefinger steals the show on Game of Thrones sometimes where he's just like quietly in the background, like you said, like whispering little things like, what if you did this? Or like like he's there. He's the one who kind of spurs <laughs> on the, hey, Vito, no, I really think there's something stinky in your car. Did you shower? Yeah. All that stuff. Probably like he's got a fart, lot of good moments. Make a fart. <laughs> yeah. You didn't promise you didn't make a fart is maybe the hardest I laughed in this whole yeah. season when he said that. Um, so I, I I agree. I love Phil in this episode. Yeah, I, I'm going a little bit different going out of left field a little bit here because I'm going with the um, the guy who owned that car dealership. The MVP? That's the MVP. What? Yeah. Why? Okay, I got to hear why. He fucking sold like eight cars in once. It has to be a fucking Pennsylvania fucking state record. <laughs> that's actually, that's a good Secondly, point. Secondly, okay. he had not point. too many and not too less American flags. He had the perfect amount. You can never go wrong with American flags. And I, and I really respected that as I'm a man for the people, you know? Um, he took the time to kind of tidy up his desk. You know, maybe he was a little complacent about the Pepsi bottle that you could see, but yeah. you, you still need your drink. You know, when you're sitting there trying to talk to people, you need your throat to be lubricated so you could actually uh -huh. have proper conversation and get some deals done. And I'm a salesman, boys, and I respect uh -huh. nothing more than someone who could fucking sell some goddamn cars. I like I like the idea of uh, a remake of Glen Gary, Glen Ross, where that guy plays Alec Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, I'll take it. Um, I was going to go LVP for him for the same reason, but I can't lie. When you said he sold like eight cars in one day, I'm like, how is that guy a loser? He advertised his place for free, probably got paid to do it and sold eight cars. He's, and he he's probably owns the fish market across the street, too, somehow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, I, if I know yeah. one thing about sales, people always want a nice trout after they find some nice salmon after they buy a car. <laughs> My 10 cars get a free salmon. Yeah. Jay, what about your LVP? Um, I think my LVP 
It's uh, it's the duck from the petting zoo because oh, no. I can't, sh- I can't shake the feeling that the reason they weren't in the episode more is because after those cars came over the hill, someone didn't hit the brakes fast enough, and that fucking duck is just red paste on the lawn. Oh, somewhere. I could, s- yeah, probably. And, uh, rest in peace, buddy. Quack quack. Quack quack indeed. Yeah, I uh, I could see that being the LVP. Uh, my LVP, I think, is going to be in this one. Man, I you know I was gonna go with the 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 <laughs> owner of the dealership for Miami Motors, and I honestly, in my right mind, cannot choose that anymore. In fact, I'm like you say you're a salesman, Chris, and you fucking sold me out on that like yeah. hardcore. I that can't was a good lie. Argument. It was really good. Uh, I almost want to amend my Phil choice. You know what? The LVP is me for having thought that this guy was a fucking loser because he's a clear winner. This guy's the fucking man. And here I am with a podcast trying to make fun of the dude. He's running a successful business and making bank. God damn it. Yeah. yeah. I'm the LVP. Wow. Well, my LVP is uh, is Phil Margera. What? Chris, really? now you're just doing this on purpose. All right, let's no, hear it. You know what? Let's hear it. We we talked about the brothers' redemption. Yeah, that was all fucking set up, Mikey. It's all about the brothers' betrayal, and this is the ultimate fucking betrayal. I want to get, bring you back up here like, so I can no, fucking put Chris. you back down into yeah. your fucking place. No real big brother's actually gonna go and try and help his younger brother out. <laughs> Chris, That's no. a fucking lame pussy ass move. Put- He's the LVP because only a fucking loser would do that shit. Get no, back in Chris. your place, Reek. Put okay. it in right here. Edit it in right here. Brothers Betrayal. Put it Fucking in. Hell. Put it in. What do you want me to do? Where Where do you want me to stand this time, Chris? In the corner where you're meant to be. Okay. Dude, that was such a good outro that I just want to, for the first time in history of this podcast, I just want to end it right here. I don't even want to drag it out or any. I don't want to do any of that bullshit. That was beautiful. Well done. Yeah, that was, um, it was beautiful, Chris, and I, I love you and support you. Uh, I appreciate all the, the uh, <laughs> look what he's doing. You're what? playing no, into the I, stereotype now, man. I'm not. It's not a stereotype. I'm just saying he's a lovely brother, and I yeah. I hope one day, you know, I he's don't think I've earned it yeah. yet. If, but if I you hope keep working day, really hard, it yeah. could happen, Mikey. You know. And I believe that, Chris. <laughs> I believe you to be true and fair and honest. I do to my core, and I think I'll be able to 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 claw back your respect. And you know what? At this point, at this point, if you gave it to me. I would be hurt because I know I didn't earn it. That's right. See, now you're learning. Now you're starting to get to yeah. it. But not too much, you know? Mm-hmm. Not learning too much. You still got a lot to, a long way to go. Are you going to cut my dick off again? Because <laughs> I'd understand it if you had to. You gave it back to me, but like. Yeah, I mean, it's, we'll just take off a couple stitchers and see if it falls off naturally. Okay. Yeah. I, that's fair. You know, let 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 the Lord be the judge. Mm-hmm. See, he's a fair leader, <laughs> right? Jay. It's what I told you about. Yeah. Jesus, take the wheel, you know. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's I, guys. That's the fucking end of Viva La Bam. Um, and season two, season two. I, I just got to say, though, I Chris is a real like Scrooge McDuck character right now. And I love it because I just picture like this picture this for a second. Chris is sitting behind his, his wooden table stacked with gold coins. And let's pretend each of those gold coins represents affection from Mikey. However, Chris has a quota and like this is monthly deadline. You have 30 days. You don't meet the quota. I'm sorry, kid. You're back out on the streets. And here, just Mikey coming in at like, you know, five minutes to the stroke of midnight. He's got the last couple coins and Chris counts them up, gives Mikey a stern look and says, sorry, kid, you're one coin short this month. I'm so sorry. My, 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 sir. Back out on the streets for you. Mikey had to like fucking 
he sold a kidney to like get that last coin. It's like, sorry, you didn't make the cut, kid. Try again next month. Yeah, I'll try again. And, and next time I'll come back stronger and better for it. We'll see. We'll see. But, so, Jay, uh, yeah. we talked about next week. Uh, we're mo- most likely, we don't know for sure, but we may end up doing the gumball rally from uh, from uh, season three of Jackass. We missed it last time, but it Ooh, might yeah, be a good right. time to do that. We're probably going to do it over a two-episode arc. And then we have some special news, uh, which we'll announce in the coming weeks, of how we're going to ramp up to our 100th episode, which is just around the corner. Holy shit, I can't believe it. And yeah, I'm glad we're doing the gumball thing because that means, folks, yes, everybody's favorite segment on the show will be back for one episode and one episode only. Well, I shouldn't say only, but for the time being, we're going to be raiding the stunts again. And God, I was thinking about that the other day. Boys, I fucking miss so bad raiding stunts. That's like a cornerstone of our show, and we haven't done it for so long. So I don't think there are stunts to raid in the gumball rally, though. Oh, come on. I think it's more of like like a... It's it's like this. Unfortunately, I didn't want to, I thought you were talking about once we're done with really? Gumball Rally and we go into the next thing, we start, we'll start yeah. to have. Some yeah, yeah, they, the ratings will start coming back. Uh, uh, but on uh, our 100th but, episode. Not, yeah, on our 100th episode. Well, I don't even want to do it now. <laughs> now nah, we'll do it. It's fine. I, OK, a little bit disappointing. I, I uh, pumped you up for nothing. But yeah, Chris and Mikey are right. Eventually, we will be getting back to that. But seriously, I was having that thought the other day. It's like, dude. It's been forever since we've raided a fucking stunt. And speaking of which, Chris, go fucking find the spreadsheet and fill out the stunts you missed. There's like eight of them that you didn't even write down a rating for. I, I, I got to yeah. get on your case Reek, about Rick, you heard him. Can you get that done for me, please? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I can't believe I forgot to do it up until <laughs> you, now. You only have to, to listen to like you. 10 hours of footage to remember what I rated down. It's all good. Yeah. I know you have time and for it. And it that's, will be a pleasure fair, to do fair. so because I miss the sound of your voice when we're not recording. I kind of like you, Mikey. Kind of like you. Don't you dare. Don't you dare say that I haven't earned it yet. W- one day I will. And then we'll know that I that that I, you do. But I, I know that you said that to catch me. And I won't accept that affection just yet. See, you're getting wiser well, you know in what, your ears. You know what I will accept, though, is listeners, your love and support and your thoughts. Give us your brain at Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, TikTok if you want to check us out there, too. And uh, we do have an email address, fuck, uh, jackasspod at gmail.com. Seriously, contact us. Let us know what you're doing. Like, if we get anything that's, like, just ridiculously funny or interesting or you have a good story, you know, or you just want to say something nice, which we hardly get enough of on this show, we'll read it. We'll read it. Maybe. No promises. But, I mean, shit. You know what? I'll say this, guys. Listeners, sometimes you entertain me more than the content of this show. I love hearing from you, so please contact us at JackassPod. And if you talk shit, don't be surprised if I come back at you, little bitch ass, because I will fucking <laughs> yeah, do that to you, and I'll diss your fucking mom and your family. I have no holds barred. I'm just saying. So yeah, but I, some do it people if you would like. Pay big money, you know, big yeah. money for that. People would pay Chris. I mean, you're just giving it away for free. I mean, come on, yeah. doors open, people. Fucking yeah. All content's good fucking, content, yeah. man. Fucking diss as much as comments <laughs> as you want. The more those comments rack up, the more you're helping us win, you fucking losers. Yeah, we've had TikToks go viral over how much you guys hate me. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. And with that, I think it's t- time for us to say goodbye. <laughs> I just want to listen to that wheeze, that beautiful wheeze for another couple of seconds. Oh, oh, it was so genuine how you said that. <laughs> It threw me right off because it literally is the case. Yeah. Yeah. All right.
All right. Well, everybody, we'll see you next week with the Gumball Rally. Until then, bye. I'm Jason Wellwood. Bye. I'm Chris Aaronworth. Bye. I'm Mikey Aaronworth. And this has been Jackass. Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. Get into it!